0: Hello, everyone. Today is a a unique day for Smash fans and Kingdom Hearts fans. Um, I'm pretty sure the title of this episode is very straightforward. But before we say any of that bullshit, I must, you know, present our formalities in the most professional way as possible. As my co-host has done his entirely best to... Mediate my uh, emotions towards this. Your host Enoninja, my co-host Crunch, and today we are here to discuss the iconic keyblade wielder that has arrived into the Smash scene. Uh, you know, here on Storm Connect. Uh, but like I said before, I say anything more than that. I just want to say, uh, it is so very good to see you all again. For those that have anticipated an episode for months from us, I know that we have been on to some type of hiatus for quite some time, but I'm glad that we are back, uh, back in the scene, better and stronger than we were before. And, uh, I have one thing that I want to address at the beginning of this episode and one thing to address at the end of this episode. So the first thing that I want to address If you have not heard, um, the Kleinsman Unite, uh, merch collection, uh, collection 2020, they have been reissued. They are now re-released. Uh, so now everyone can go cop, uh, a shirt or a a hoodie or whatever the fuck. But all I'm going to say is that even though if you want that, stay until the end of this podcast for another announcement that we do have to make. But, um... Actually, no, I'm a liar. I do have a couple more things I have to address at the beginning. Uh, I want to, of course, give a shout out to the Sigil Arts that has been doing everything in their power to make this uh, podcast happen. And also, if you've been living under a fucking rock for whatever the fucking reason that you may have, uh, I also want to give a very huge shout out and extend a huge gratitude towards to Final Weapon. Uh, they are a news organization that we recently uh, established uh, our partnership with. And without this, uh, many of the things that we're going to be able to do in the future, it would not be possible without them. So I just want to uh, extend our gratitude to them because we owe them a lot for what they've done, especially for the partnership that we began uh, since the summer. So I'm very excited to where the future of Storm Connect and the Sigil Arts, and especially for Final Weapon, where that's all going to take us together. And I hope you all look forward to that because the plans are finally Finally, being taken into action. Now, without said, uh, I'm just gonna let my co-host uh, take it off from here because if I say anything more than that, uh, there might be a chance where uh, my professionalism will be dropped and my filter <laughs> mode will no longer be in place. And it's gonna be very difficult, very, very difficult for my co-host to control me after that. So I'm gonna let him start this off before I say anything more. Please go ahead, Crunch.
1: Okay guys, so as he said, I'm the co-host for Storm Connect Crunch. It's been a really long time. Welcome back, everyone. This is a crazy episode to come back onto because Wow. So I guess to get things started, <laughs> Adam's already laughing about it. He already has this thing to say. <laughs> Sora made his debut in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate today around 10 a.m. You know, Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. I'm sorry. Uh, pacific time mm. and honestly it's a pretty crazy review i think no matter what your opinion on it is like whether from the audience to edo to me i think all bias aside this is a very crazy reveal in any way you want to see a fit it's the final character of smash oh, ultimate yeah. it's the way they closed it too and mm-hmm. it's pretty shocking that we even got the character period i really was not expecting it I think once we even got the Mii costumes first before the character, I knew something was up. We've been having to wait for a few weeks ever since they announced the reveal back in, I think it was September or something like that. It so was like having... a couple weeks ago, honestly. Yeah. And that flew by fast and they showed the Mii costumes, like I said before, and you know, we got a couple of Splatoon ones and then one very, very unfortunate deconfirmation, which was Doom Guy. He will not be joining Smash as a fighter, but as a costume, which, you know, is cool. That's that's some good representation. I personally wanted him as a character, but all is all. And instead we got Sora, which is uh, very interesting. There were a couple things that were shared with us. So what we know from the reveal is that besides the fact that he's in the game, we have also got a pretty cool moveset. I want to say it's very... It's like a very smash moveset. It's a little dry in my opinion, but it does wonders if you want to call it that. It's very heavily inspired from Kingdom Hearts 1, especially if you look at the air movement and the way he kind of floats in the air. It's got that same slow, floaty feeling that if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts 1, it has exactly that. It's got some of the three-hit combos. It's got a limited form or a number of different moves. We have Fire Aga, Thunder Aga, and... What's the ice Blizzaga. one Blazaga. Blazaga, right. So we have those three. Kind of similar in the sense of including magic with like some sort of meter like hero, but it's very basic compared to hero. As well as a feature of different moves that I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, they're moves that you can learn in the game and they're incorporated into it. Kind of looks a little bit at minimum like a bootleg bayonetta in some regard due to its aerial combo shit that's that was happening but nothing crazy and then on top of that besides the actual gameplay we got eight costumes pretty cool we got the valor form costumes we got the character costumes for each of the mainline games such as kingdom hearts one two dream drop distance 3d and finally kingdom hearts three and besides that The final thing i want to mention before we get into the discussion is that kingdom hearts was also confirmed to come onto the switch but through cloud versions i don't exactly know what this means but i feel like this might affect the quality in some regard because the switch as we all know is sort of lacking in quality especially like from a hardware standpoint we've seen games such as breath of the wild and some others that are a little difficult to run but they're not crazy but I feel like with them adding Kingdom Hearts 3 it might serve to be a little bit of a trouble in the near future but in regard to like 1.5 2.5 remixes and anything before I would say 0.2 which was the Birth by Sleep sequel I think it will be fine but after that we might run into some problems we'll see how it all goes but they confirmed that the games are finally coming to the Switch through the Sora reveal and honestly That's probably the best way to reveal it, especially if you have a character like that that you're going to reveal. And other than that, we concluded Smash Bros. Ultimate after honestly three short years. To me, it it personally felt slow because when the game came out, I was only like a freshman or sophomore in college and I'm literally about to graduate this fall and we just finished Smash Ultimate. You know, regardless of the COVID pandemic kind of having an impact on the delivery as well as... Maybe there were some characters cut behind the scenes that we don't know of as well. It's been a short but also long journey. We've seen a lot of different uh, changes made in the game. We've seen a lot of characters added. We've seen a lot of controversy between each of the characters. And with this final character, I mean, I think Edo can agree with this. We're going to be in by far the most controversial state of Smash right now. Mm -hmm. Especially depending Mm -hmm. on how Sora is going to be in the game. (laughs) and (laughs) whether he will be good or not is uh, something we will find out in the coming months but (laughs) justice inclusion alone has caused a lot of controversy even before he was in the game i want to say as far back as maybe like maybe brawl but predominantly smash four days and it comes around to when they added the smash ballot and for those that have been around smash for a while If you guys remember from 3DS Wii U, towards the end of it, I want to say like right after they released Cloud, they announced a fighter ballot poll which allowed people to request characters that they really wanted. I don't personally remember who I wanted. I think I might have said like Sephiroth or Ridley or someone, but if you look at the pattern from all the characters that have been added in the past, they're all really Smash ballot characters. Like... Now, the ordering in most requested or least requested, that's not really confirmed, except for Bayonetta, and I I think maybe Sora, I'm not entirely sure, but the rest have been kind of scattered on the ballot, like, a lot of people wanted Ridley, there was a decent number of people that wanted the Belmonts in, there was a good chunk that wanted Hero, there was a big majority that wanted Sephiroth, not like a crazy majority, but I want to say maybe, like, top 20, which is still big, concerning all the characters that you can ask for, And as well as Banjo. And, you know, plenty of others that were asked for as well. But this final character really went to show us that the Smash Ballot did have an effect. And it was on a game that we never expected back in 2018, which was a new Smash game. That being Smash Ultimate. So now, now that I've pretty much laid down the grounds and talked about the general review. Personally, I'll go ahead and start this off by saying I liked the review. Or I meant I liked the reveal i think it was a really fitting way to end Mm. smash simply Mm -hmm. because sora is he comes from a game that is built with different crossovers now if we're going to talk specifics it's disney he's always had his adventures with disney characters such as donald and goofy and then there's guest appearances from like you know characters from big hero six tarzan and the beast monsters inc i mean the list goes on and there's different showings from each of the games some that had repeats some that didn't but it's a crossover it's a disney square enix crossover final fantasy characters have crossed over with disney and it's really cool because we got to see characters like cloud and mickey share the screen together or you know a bunch of other characters too even sephiroth was in it so seeing cloud sephiroth and sora in the same game is really nuts and like when he first got revealed I was just thinking to myself like man I could recreate Sephiroth versus Sora Kingdom Hearts 2 like easily pretty much and I think that (laughs) was like the driving point for me because I think recreating iconic gaming moments is really cool and I feel like that's something that Sakurai considered when adding characters like you know we all I think Edo and I can agree a lot on this we loved Sephiroth's inclusion and like wanted to see them clash together like I think just having that in Smash is so cool. It creates a lot of fan-made contra- um, content. There's some cool controversy behind it. In the competitive world, seeing that matchup, as <laughs> rare as we see it, is really dope to see. And I think mm-hmm. Sora adds another layer to that that I think entices people to play the game. So, all in all... I'm very indifferent about Sword getting in, but I think after the reveal, it's fitting that he got in. I'm happy for people that, like, really wanted him, and I think my shock, especially from my reaction, came from the fact that they actually did it, and they implemented most of the Kingdom Hearts aspects really well. It's nothing flashy like Super Smash Flash. It's kind of its own thing. He doesn't really have, like, a, a DLC move, which is very common in a lot of DLC characters. We tend to see characters have that that really broken-ass move, like, you know kazuya's meter or we have a lot of like the magic meter shit with hero Arsim on joker sephiroth's wing we always tend to look at those dlc aspects and think yep that's a dlc character but if you think about it soror's reveal as great as it was feels like more of like a main roster character rather than a dlc character because of (laughs) like some of his lacking abilities But I think all in all, like it's a very balanced character and makes for it's a good balance between people that really don't want him in and people that really do want him in because making him absolutely broken recreates another situation with Bayonetta where while she wasn't like a controversial character from the start, I think people just kind of knew about her series. Her being broken as fuck in Smash 4 was a big deal and it left a horrible mark on Smash 4. I mean, people look back at that game, and most of the shit that they remember, except for some of the competitive moments, is how Bayonetta killed the game. And she really did, whether you like the character or not. Majority votes come in, and Bayonetta really damaged that game. So I think with Sora's creation, I want to say that there was some sort of inspiration behind um, his inclusion off of Bayonetta, solely so that there's not... A crazy amount of controversy around the character build himself, but rather the inclusion. And I think that's smart on their end to kind of find that middle ground. Because trust me, if he was broken, this community would be Mm -hmm. up in arms. It would Mm -hmm. be fucking chaotic. Mm -hmm. So that's all the points I have to bring up personally. Um, I know there's probably some people in Edo's server or maybe even our listeners... That are looking forward to his take on this, and I'm gonna give the mic to you because I know you have a lot to say, and I'm gonna just, you know, go back in my little like corner with a shield and just kind of oh, like yeah. block all of your <laughs> stuff you're gonna say, <laughs> and just let it happen. All right, take it over, dude. Hello, podcast <laughs> listeners.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure almost everyone in here knows of my history with where I kind of came off with in terms of to the public. Um, and especially to the past couple years of where I've been doing my entire hardest to um, step away from. And um, ah, where do I start with this? Maybe the best way to start with this is that if I had the opportunity to time travel, back to 2015 or 16, whatever year that was, to when that <laughs> ballot was created, I was one of the few people that has unfortunately regretted submitting my ticket of putting that... Um. Oh, right. We're in the podcast, right? <laughs> we're, we're... This uh, character, this controversial character that has a nice... Uh, interesting, intriguing, key looking shaped sword into the ballot. Yes. (laughs) I wrote his name. Number one for that. And... uh, Let me see. How old am I right now? I'm going to be 23 this month. So, uh, 16-year-old me got what I wanted. But 23-year-old me did not get what he wanted. But you know what? I I just have to say this. Why? Why? (laughs) I was putting all of my energy for the two weeks when my co-host Crunch came to me in regards that Sora is a high possibility because of that stupid 4chan post. And that 4chan post has apparently been right for the past few times. The past few times with other characters. (laughs) And guess what? Today... I went through stage four or stage five, whichever it is of my grief that I, I just have to, like, th- this is my depression. That, n- n- no, all my anger was out in those two weeks, though. But but now, r- right now, I might just have to regress back to stage one because not only, <laughs> not only you you put this character, but you give the fans what they wanted, undeservingly so. Oh. and i'm going to say this this is this is undeserved and uh, that that slot i cannot believe i'm saying this i was never that type of person to say oh this character th- that was a waste of a character slot this was a waste of a character slot you want to know how low i stood down today i literally went to my one of my moderators of my server and told him i rather fucking see a Dagon Roba character or fucking see a Sora online character than this character and I'm gonna say something that's going to this is gonna be beyond wild. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be so controversial and I'm not taking this back I'm not taking this back Byleth was the best reveal. One of the best reveals in comparison with this shit character. Min Min was better than this. You choose this character. No. I refuse to look at my screen with this character. Never. Ever. Cap. Ever. <laughs> no. cap. I am not looking at my screen and accepting this. No.
1: <laughs> no fucking shot. Okay, look, look, look. I, I, no. I message him- I have to chime in. I messaged him <laughs> before we started this and when Loki got o- up in arms, we were kind of talking about it for a bit, but he didn't mention jack shit about saying it was Byleth and Mimmin's trailer was better. That is just fucking cast. I, Those I, characters I are say. boring as fuck and have no personality and come from a franchise that is either dead or just <sighs> straight up, like, not even fun to be a part of anymore. Fire Emblem Magic is gone since they just mm-hmm. continually added constant characters Over and over and over again. You want to know why people get mad when they see a fighting game character or not a fighting game character (laughs) But a sword character in Smash is because they always correlate it with the (laughs) oh god. It's another fire emblem character and they're right They're literally right if you consider this Sora is technically another quote-unquote fire emblem character But you refuse to see that so technically with that logic you shouldn't mind Sora low-key
0: No, 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 no! I look. look, I'm gonna say this. I don't mind a Fire Emblem character. That ain't a Fire Emblem character. That is a Square Enix character for the Kingdom Hearts properties intertwined with Disney. I never had a problem with Violet being in the game. I never did. You did. However, that character trans. I was quiet. I was quiet about it. But I'm like, okay, well, I can see that. But this fucker, no. No, and you know what, you know what, if we want to go by this logic of games that are just no longer fun to be a part of, What happened in Kingdom Hearts 3? What happened there? I was- I did not want to be there after that. Oh, hell no. After what just happened? Oh, 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 no. Guess what happened? I am not dying with that hill. I am removing, removing myself from that hill. No! And I have motherfuckers coming into my replies going like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god He's your character. I'm like no Joker is my character Sephiroth or cloud can be my runner-ups of my character Robin I've never even played his game But I dare say that I'm gonna have more fun and what I'm so depressed about It's the fact this motherfucker might be better than Robin, but you know what? That's okay. That's why I have Joker. That's why I have to go Joker. That's more deserving. He had a better presentation. Sephiroth had a better presentation. This motherfucker just got a bootleg as one. Fire
1: from that Keyblade? No, no. All right, I'll give you that. I will give you that. I agree that current Kingdom Hearts is not great. We are both in Mm. agreement with this, and we have both shared our opinions on it. I think maybe Uh on this podcast or in private, I know we have done it somewhere. Yes. But this Uh Sora is an iteration from the past games that we both like. You know you like those past games. I know you do. You don't have to agree with me when you say you like anything else after that. But you liked (laughs) Birth by Sleep. You liked Kingdom Hearts 2. You probably, I think you kind of liked Kingdom Hearts 1. Not like crazy about it, but those two games for sure you liked and Kingdom Heart and Sora's design in this game is solely based off of that past design and that Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts one charm. Okay. So it's like Yes. I get that I get that you don't like Sora specifically too because even even when you did play Kingdom Hearts, I know you did not like Sora. Like you and I were also in agreement that we liked Riku. But dude, it's the representation that is fucking insane. Like he is representing <laughs> Kingdom Hearts as a whole. Going into this franchise and this is only happening once like fire emblem it's just character after character after character after character it's like oh did you make a new game you just get in smash like that's so boring and unoriginal and it's just another fucking fire emblem character but like sora may have some elements of like a kind of fire emblem character not really but like he's closer to hero than he is any of those and granted like you ca- you can't swerve past this, but this was a faded day. Even I wanted to deny it, but you kind of just have to accept it at this point. There was a time where you made Kingdom Hearts content and a lot of your style was inspired by that era. obviously changing due to your new liking of persona, but you originated, your creativity originated from your liking of that series.
0: Yes, it did. And I hate that it did because of how horribly it aged and to what else it came with it. And here's the thing, you are right about that I like Birth By Sleep. I like all these other Kingdom Hearts games. But here's the problem with that. They didn't age well. They did not age well. And I cannot look at them the same after that. What happened in 3, everything that we learned from those, the first starter of the few games... Kingdom Hearts 1, Chain of Memories 2, Birth by Sleep and Days I cannot look at them the same ever again because of what Dream Drop Distance technically did technically and 3 and I'm depressed because it could have been so good And it got- it let me here and I tried to stay away. I wanted to disconnect my name away from the community The shit community, the shit fans, the shit everything, and I can't run. I cannot run away from this series Why did it have to come back to me? I didn't- I just wanted to have the last (laughs) laugh I wanted that last laugh, but you know what? No, 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 no. That, that's why I was telling you it might be okay for him to be in Smash because guess what? I'm going to make a statement. I will make that fucking statement that this fucking punk ass spiky hair motherfucker, <laughs> I will show you what the fuck is up. Oh, you think that character is going to be funny and competitive? No. I will make it my life mission to ensure Smash players will show as to why he will never be part of the scene like that I will make it my life mission as to why he's just stayed the fuck down where he belongs Into the garbage. Use Joker. Use Sonic. Use Violet, Or Min Min. I do not
1: care. Hey, Put tell him out, in chill place. out. With that, chill out with that. Put, I was gonna no, phrase no, no, you, no, 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 no. but no, that was too far. That was too far. <laughs> no.
0: I WANT HIM PUT IN HIS PLACE! I WANT THIS CHARACTER TO SUFFER!
1: (laughs) No... Look, I'll I'll give you credit when due. It is very hard to look at the the series after what happened in Dream Drop in 3. I agree with that. I try... I think I'm just good at looking past the mistakes and looking back at what I enjoyed in the time period at Mm. the moment. So (laughs) I can erase it from my memory. Now, it does make it a little hard now that we have a Kingdom Hearts 3 skin in there, but that's besides the point. Now competitively, you bring this up competitively. Yes. Oh yeah. I yes. think right now this is another topic that I think a lot of people want to get into solely because of the fact that you know, when you add another character in the game, now you're going to question, okay, what's their viability in comp? This character, whether you like him or not, is a little underwhelming from a design standpoint. It's it's cool as fuck and it is Good. based off of Kingdom Hearts 1 and it does fit, you know, <laughs> that time period. It's fair. <laughs> But it is pretty underwhelming. Especially if you've played Smash Flash. Like, he is some flashy-ass shit. He's fast as fuck. He kind of, I think if I remember correctly, he does sort of have that same, like, air drift mobility. And I think he also has a pretty good recovery as well. I'm not entirely sure because I didn't play the game, but I've definitely watched content for it. And he's saucy as fuck in that game. So I was kind of hoping, like, we would have gotten something close to that, but not entirely because I also stand my ground on making this character, like, Probably pretty good, but not, like, top tier. Is the best design choice solely because of what I brought up before with Bayonetta and, like, creating a toxic environment. Everybody, like, fucking hating on the character. But competitively, dude, I just don't see him being, like, a crazy character. So, I think better not. Be. any of the characters that we have at, like, top 20, I think we'll just contest with him. Like, yeah, he has a sword. He's got a weird fucking counter. I'm gonna say that. That counter is wild. I don't know why they added it like that that's a really weird uh design choice but i think overall when you consider like what he has in his toolkit and then you compare him to other sword fighters and then the top tiers he's just not there like yeah joker is going to be miles better than sora that's (laughs) facts especially because he lacks that dlc potential or that dlc move but in terms of people enjoying him There's probably going to be people that will enjoy playing him, just as people that like enjoying a (laughs) Byleth and Min Min. Mm -hmm. damn, that shit is weird (laughs) as fuck. But, you know, people are going to enjoy Sora. I don't know if I will. I don't really give a fuck about it that much. Like, I just like that he's in the game. I think it's dope as fuck. But, (sighs) like, I don't know. It it just frustrates me because I get it. I get your hate with Kingdom Hearts because I'm in the same boat. It's very... Mm very hard to look past due to the fact that what they're doing with the story is very bad it's bad writing the shit that they're doing for the next bad few games everything. is really fucking bad yeah like <laughs> see the repetition it is bad i agree we're in agreement there <laughs> but the crossover is by far the biggest crossover out of all of the characters included like this is nuts because if you look at the end credits as you and i have both pointed out in my reaction as well as yours Disney is on the copyright credits. They're on the list. If you look next to... I think it was like Mojang and Square. Disney is on the list. And I'm pretty sure we're safe. That's the good part. My biggest concern with Sora getting in is... Will it fuck up competitive? Will it fuck up content? Will it just fuck up the game, period? Like, is it going to nail the hammer in on casual experience? And will it just you know fuck over the game forever like i think we're fine because as many people have pointed out in one particular tweet on the on like the heart part of the stage donald and goofy were removed from the mural and replaced with like i think it was a boat and some other shit so it seems that the involvement is planning to and has removed any sort of disney assets because i think at that point then you're really in trouble and you're kind of pushing the boundaries but in terms of including sora with disney labeled on it i think the rights really just say like hey look we can include the character but like can we please have them use for like content can people compete with them and play with them without like fearing you know that they can't use the character because obviously they want people to use the character so i think we're yeah. fine there but that's why I don't mind it anymore because I feel like there was a workaround to not getting screwed over by Disney. And I think there was a really good agreement put into place and it has satisfied and dissatisfied people in some sort of way. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Listen.
0: I, I, I know a lot of people in here that are probably listening this far into it. You want to discredit my credibility when it comes to the series. Let me remind you and unfortunately my co-host just had to remind me I grew up with this series I have been there since I was six years old Maybe five I've been there from the start Do you want to know how much this hurts me to say that all this Do- Don't I think I take this much pleasure I don't take this much pleasure into this I did not agree to any of this But here we are in this timeline to where I am away from this, away from it all, and now I can never escape from this series, no matter what I do, no matter where I go. (laughs) All because they did what they had to do. And you know what, listen, I will agree one thing. It is one of the most craziest crossovers that they've ever done. Square to Disney to Smash, to over here with Nintendo. But you know
1: what would have been better? If they didn't fucking do it. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this then. What's no. a character that you wanted for the final reveal? Spyro. Fair. That's fair. I would have done Spyro. Or Crash. I would done Now from a that. global perspective, I'm gonna ask this question, and I'm not forcing you to say a specific answer. This is open minded as fuck. From what? a global perspective, across everywhere, do you think he would be a good final character to wrap up the entirety of Smash? <sighs>
0: Okay, well, mm, I would not not say that he would, he would not be the best, because I know a region would be satisfied with it though, but like, here's the thing. I think it would have been the same thing as for Bayonetta, because uh, if we go by that logic, here's the thing, like, Europe, like, because here's the thing that is true that they did say. If we go by the logic that Sora was the number one character that was most requested, the character that was, like, most requested in terms of the region, that was Bayonetta for Europe. I feel like that case would have happened exactly with Spyro when it comes to the western here, here and the, in this side of the region. But for the other regions, they'll just be like, uh, okay. I feel like that was the same case for the bandana. I feel like that's what exactly what would have happened.
1: Okay. That's fair. I just think like, I dude, I think Spyro is a fucking dope addition. Like, kind of like, maybe Crash as well. But I think if I had to pick between the two, Spyro would be way cooler. But I just think like, even if you add the character, like, as a final character, it's just so tough to compete with those that are, like, Doom, Master Chief, Sora, um, I know 2B was talked about, and, like, maybe, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of other characters that are talked about that are, like, kind of on that, that high bid, where people are, like, this is the biggest character if they ever get in Smash, right? And... It... I just think between those three, Master Chief, Doom Guy, and Sora, like, one of them was bound to get in. And I think that was clear from the day. And even when I sent you that, um, not the 4chan post, but I didn't know it was a 4chan post, actually, about the whole, oh, Sora got in Smash. But when I sent that to you, I thought to myself, like, like, how could that be possible? Like, I spent a whole night thinking about, like, what are the repercussions and the steps that they would have to go through to get said character into the game, and literally, like, I started to kind of doubt the league because I really did not think about like how they could avoid Disney shit in this game. But now that I look at it, it kind of makes sense now. And I think from that, I think this was just love or hate, like the ways to close the way to close Smash. But it just all comes down to hype factor. At the end of the day, like going back to Spyro, like. As cool as fuck as that character would be to get into Smash, I would love that just as much as you would. It's just not a final character thing. Like, replace Byleth or Midman with Spyro, you know, now we're talking, but I guess it's hard after that.
0: Okay, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, actually, that point you just said kind of just proves it. Because the thing is the fact that there are other characters. Again, you have Byleth. That's one of the most controversial ones. Uh, Bayonetta. Banana is not that big. The only reason why it got big was because of Nintendo. That's just ultimately the facts there. And guess what? The one character that we definitely did not expect—what uh, the fuck was his name? Um Terry. Nobody expected Terry, and that's just not even big either.
1: Yeah, but with those, they're not final characters. And the thing with Violet's controversy was that it happened after the fact, like. Nobody really thought of Byleth to get added. I think the people that thought of it were diehard Fire Emblem fans, and then people that were like, you know, haha, we're gonna get another Fire Emblem character, lol, put it on Twitter, it's a very funny meme. Those people were either expecting Fire Emblem characters, and then the controversy comes after. Like, the thing with final rep characters is like, Bayo's controversy, while not as popular as someone as, I would say, like, Sora or Joker or Minecraft Steve, for that matter, even though that wasn't really a final character. Um, Violet's whole controversy before was, um, verbatim, she's too sexy for Smash. Like, her Mm -hmm. outfit is very, to some would consider, pretty scandalous, and also very flashy. Even in her Smash attacks, she shows skin. Now, how much skin? It's not like, you know, to bare bone. Like, she's still pretty covered. Yeah, like, in her games... Like, homegirl is naked as fuck. Like, she has no clothes on, and she is, like, pretty much fully blown shown, like, you know, here's my assets. (laughs) Like, right? But in Smash, they defied that by saying, okay, why don't we make the final character someone that's just fucking, like, no one would expect. Like, why don't we push that boundary a little bit? Like, Smash's thing was, Smash Force was, we add characters that didn't make the franchise and then we give a sneak peek of what's to come so you know they added cloud they added ryu they added violet or uh, bayonetta and those three characters you know are not nintendo so that's where the big like the big deal was and then that's when people were considering like oh you know for ridley he was too big ryu he's not from nintendo cloud he's from square enix and they would never say yes bayonetta as i said before she's too sexy for smash See, for Minecraft, Microsoft would ne- never, because that's literally their competitor. Um, But I think placement matters. And, like, I think Spyro just would have been better in place of, like, Minmin Min or Byleth, because, you know, those are both last and first slots, and those are the make or breaks, really, for the entire pack. Add whatever you want in the middle, whether it's hype or not. Like, as we saw, we had, in the first pack, it was Hero um banjo terry that was the first pack middle which was pretty cool one of those was bigger than the other being banjo because that was like a long-awaited character then in the second one we had steve from minecraft sephiroth and then kazia all of those characters you know um known and quite controversial expect especially steve and sephiroth i would say because you know the inclusion of another final fantasy character was very not likely And then with Steve, it was like, um, but that's a competitor. How the fuck can you do that? So it's like, all of these characters do things that defy what people expect out of Smash. And for Mm -hmm. Spyro, as much as I would want him for the 12th time that I've said this, he doesn't really, like, defy anything, and he doesn't break a boundary that we don't expect. Which is my... Which is why I think they pick certain characters that they do, and which is why I say that Byleth and Minmin are weak as fuck, Because they don't push boundaries or create hype. Now, that's my personal opinion on the hype part. But, you know, that's just like an added bonus. There's no boundaries being pushed.
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing about that. Like, as far as we have been told this already, Nintendo did have some type of control into what characters that got in. Not entirely Sakurai himself into that. Uh, I don't think when it comes to the hype generation, it wasn't exactly into the huge factor into it. I feel like by the time that we got to Ultimate, it did. Uh, At least for like somewhere like midway. Uh, Because by the time that Joker was dropped, they already said, okay, the first pack for all the characters have already been, you know, decided. And uh, let's see. Smash Ultimate was released in, uh, what, December of 2017, I believe. So at that point, like somewhere along the way of that being settled, the second pack was already like, you know, already done. Uh, what's crazy about it, too, was the fact that, um, whatchamacallit, Hashimoto, uh, if you guys don't know who that is, he's, like, one of, like, the, uh, the marketers that, uh, promoted a shit ton of Kingdom Hearts 3 way back then, um, Hmm. He basically tweeted out, like, you know, when there was Sora for Smash, when there were, like, characters that were being revealed, a lot of people were just like, yeah, Sora for Smash. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's gonna be him. And it's just like, oh, wow, that that must have been in conversation for so long, especially all the way back from 2015, when at first it was impossible. But it became possible way later on by the time we got to, like, you know, almost to 2020 here. So, as I hate to say this, it was a faded day coming. I never, okay, here's my thing about it. Uh, I want to, like, clarify this for everybody. Like, uh, despite of how I feel and many people feel about the series for Kingdom Hearts, the big issue, we've stated this multiple times, was because of the crossover it made. Like, because, again, here's the thing, if you're not aware about this, Disney is very, and Square Enix as well, they're very stingy on their properties. Whenever they get requested for a crossover or any of the sort, when it comes to involvement, that's not... 100% theirs they want everything they want a good portion of everything and stuff like that so The only thing that we were not surprised about of what they were willing to promote was Dragon Quest cuz that's their baby That was the one like franchise that they were like, okay Yeah, no, they promote the shit out of this in Japan It's like because of how long how much they talk about it. It's it's bound to happen cloud from way back then it was definitely a random but then we see dragon quest it was definitely likely then we get sephiroth where it's just like we did not we did not expect that uh final fantasy 7 was going to get that representation again especially the fact that they told us before that when it came to um when it came to the announcement of smash ultimate they said when they were going to introduce the characters it's going to be characters from like new series that's not in smash Technically we've already had two ro- rules of that broken. You got Byalith, that's from the Fire Emblem series. But if you want to talk about three houses, then yes, technically it is new. And then you have Sephiroth, that pretty- like, I don't know how you could like, try to wing, wing your argument away for that one, because that one he's- he's obviously from Seven. Oh, well from his moveset is having Children. Well guess what, so does Cloud have that. He also has that from the Seven uh, universe. So, um, when it comes to all that, guess what? In uh, the Final Fantasy VII, I want to get back to this. Sorry, I went a little bit off track there. But Final Fantasy uh-huh. VII, when Cloud was announced, he only got a stage and two songs. He was one of the worst treatments that Smash has ever gotten. Yeah. And it shows us to how Square is really stingy as to what they wanted to receive. And guess what? They were like the original songs. Two songs. And that's it. And then when Sephiroth came in, it's like, oh, wow, that reignited a lot of hope. Um... I don't know, like, cause again, like, I never was like the type that was just like, oh, Disney would never. Sure, I, unfortunately, as I hate to say this, I, I feel like if they knew, which obviously they done it. Uh, I don't know if you guys took a gl- uh, good close of that trailer, but guess what? The only thing that was Disney representation of that uh, reveal was the keychain, because uh, if you look at that video in the uh, the the presentation, when you look at the stages. There are no Disney characters to be seen whatsoever. There is no Donald or Goofy in Sora's Dive Into the Heart. There's no Mickey Mouse and Riku's Dive Into the Heart. No Disney characters to be found whatsoever. So they kept it strictly to the Kingdom Hearts original characters rather than just like, you know, what Kingdom Hearts is supposed to like actually represent. And I, I feel like seeing that keychain alone, the, the Mickey Mouse logo was the biggest stretch that Disney was willing to accommodate. <laughs> but like i said i never doubted the possibility of because of the crossovers for me i'm on the other side i just hate the series (laughs) but that's like the big the general consensus of it is because of how controversial it was but guess what it's now a reality this is the timeline that we're living in
1: yeah and like when it comes to something i will give you credit for i mean i've always given you credit for like most of your arguments anyways but like just specifically for this i give credit to you that you've played the series because 99% of the people that hate on Sora have not even tried the games, and they've only seen, like, the bad parts of Kingdom Hearts, and while there are good, like, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad that does overshadow the series, but I feel like for those people that just hate on Sora, like, to an intense amount, besides you, obviously, there's just people that are so desperate to find a reason to hate on it, and they always grasp onto, well, they're part of Disney, and Disney fucking sucks, or, like, the game's dog shit. I watched a whole video on it or something like that, but um now that I've said that, like going into the Disney thing, that keychain thing for sure was like pretty eye-opening. Like I remember like watching the trailer and one of the first things I mentioned, they even zoomed in on it, is what's crazy to me. They zoomed in on the Mickey keychain that was on the keyblade. Like, I did not expect that. I thought they were gonna just kinda like, you know, show the keyblade. And then low-key, you can kind of see the Mickey thing and be like, yeah, we did that, but we're not going to flex it. No, they flat out zoomed in on that shit, which was nuts to me. Mm-hmm. So. See,
0: uh, I-, I just want to throw in this fun fact. Um, th- you you want to know how stupid my stream was? I, oh, I posted no. this out on Twitter already, but I you want to know how I knew this motherfucker got in like confirmed for sure I'm the only one that would yes I'm the only one that would know this but because of that the moment that Mario stepped out of his platform of that trophy thing those particles have only been used for one series and one series only only I know that and I was just like yep he's in he's fucking in and uh, honestly, like when it came to that fucking reveal, I, I I'm still kind of curious as to why they did the reveal the, the way that they did. I mean, I, obviously, like it's very it's super ambiguous. So in in a sense, it did accomplish that though. But goodness gracious, that I, I still don't know how to feel about that reveal. It's just like, well, yeah, that happened from the fire when it's all about yeah light, not fire. God damn.
1: Yeah, I will I will give you. Yeah, that was the other thing that I kind of didn't. Like the reveal, or I wasn't a big fan of it because I felt like they could have done more, like they could have showed a lot more for Sora besides just you know creating that inspiration from the very first reveal trailer we got with Inkling. Like, I think that was a good nod, but just it was really only that, and then gameplay, and then obviously the shot at the very end, which I know is going to be like. One of the most remembered images from any trailer now is like sora shaking mario's hand like he does in the games but i do agree that i kind of wish they did a little more with the trailer and also i didn't even think about the particles like when you had tweeted that i'm like wait on the platform that's so true because there's i've never seen particles look like that before even in like games outside of kingdom hearts like there's a lot of generic usage of that but like that was like way too magical like the way it yep. faded out. So yep. I see where you came from, that because I was like, oh, that would make sense, especially because, you know, mm-hmm. you did designs for it too.
0: I recognize all of that. I'm very keen when it comes to the aesthetic of it. And speaking of that, I'm going to make this very controversial argument. Like, I don't care if you're happy for this character or not, for any of you that's listening to this, but you're not going to sit here and tell me he got the best treatment or like this is like one of the best reveals or whatever. Well, no, no. Mm, maybe not, but I will say this. I want to give I want to throw this this fun fact for you guys. Yoko Shimomura is what is pretty much the main composer for Kingdom Hearts. But in also in addition to that, she also composed some of the soundtracks for Smash Ultimate specifically. And I feel like when it comes to the soundtracks, it got like now almost arguably one of the worst treatments.
1: Yeah. That's that was my biggest complaint about it. I was content with everything else about it and i could argue a point about like why everything else is fine even the trailer even though i wasn't personally like the biggest fan i could make an argument as to why it was good but that track list is really really mid maybe even bad because you know if you're gonna represent sora as kingdom hearts 1 2 3d and 3 i i would expect at least like some songs from other franchises but or from the other games but the fact that they didn't include anything else outside of one is very disappointing because this game has a plethora of really good tracks and even for people that do or don't like kingdom hearts like a lot of them do admit the music's really good and it is and the fact that they didn't utilize that in the in his reveal was kind of disappointing and i think for that i will agree that He definitely got the worst treatment between Mm -hmm. him and, like, maybe, like, Cloud and Sephiroth. Like, I think that treatment was worse than um, both of those characters. And then the best treatment, if you want to bring it into comparison, is Terry. He pretty much got, like, everything he got he wanted. You know, what Sakurai wanted specifically. Like, he got everything from his moveset. He felt very natural. He, He was, like, pretty much exactly from his games. Which, you know, Sora did too, but Terry did it better. And on top of that, he got 50 plus songs. There is not a single other franchise in the DLC pack that has included 50 tracks. That many, yeah. That is nuts. Like, no, think about 50. Getting 10 to 20 is like kind of a stretch. Double that? That's nuts.
0: It is. And honestly, that that like I will say this like again, I'm not saying this just to shit on Kingdom Hearts at this point. I mean, I think I've kind of burned down my fire a bit for now. Don't be surprised if I say anything more after this. But, yeah. Um, but when it comes to the treatment and such, like again, like I said, Yoko is like one of the main composers. I would have expected that she would have had a lot of fun, like making more Kingdom Hearts music or such. I could be wrong when I say that though. Like, a lot of people, like, you could argue, say that, like, well, we should be grateful that they're, like, a, you know, a good ch- chunk of the songs. So I'm like, sure, you could, but all I'm gonna say from that song, like, you know, the soundtrack list, there is no way, no fucking way y'all are gonna sit here and tell me that there are not more bangers than the ones that have been listed. Because you got Night of the Fate, uh, Destiny's Force, Shrouding Dark Cloud, Hand in Hand, uh, Blast Away, which is Kingdom Hearts uh, 2 Gummy Ship. Uh, Hollow Bastion's uh field theme, and then you have the Hollow Bastion battle theme, Fragments of Sorrow, and Destati, which that's pretty much like mostly of Kingdom Hearts 1 and barely of 2. And if you want to be technical about this, there is one more arranged song that they got, which is not a song that they, you know, didn't make a remix out of at all. It's a song that's already exists, which is Melody of Memory, if you have Melody of Memory on the Switch. But other than that, it's not anything. There has not been a single remix that they actually did with this, uh, with the series of this, which I was actually kind of excited for. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, even though I was upset, I was wanting more Yoko songs, because I fucking love Yoko's music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because again, like, Lord of the Castle, that is one of the bangers. That's, that's an iconic song. The 13th Dilemma, it's up there, and some of the songs that you got from, like, even from Kingdom Hearts 3, even, that none of it were, got in, which I was actually really sad about that, because I'm just like, damn, All these songs that goes like, oh, if you hear this, this is Kingdom Hearts. Which you could argue with some of these soundtracks, though. But they do not match with that same energy in the level of the other songs that, you know, that got... Like, let's say, for example, like Joker uh, for Persona. Like, the the, the biggest bangers got in. Rivers in the Desert. You have the final... uh, Even the final battle theme and all. They put in a lot for that one. And even they even put in Persona 3 and Persona uh, 4. And they're like, you know, they're the top 10 bangers for that one that recognize it, that goes like, oh, yeah, this is fucking iconic. Most of these songs are not iconic. (laughs) Yeah, but I digress. I'm going to say is that I I am. But I mean, again, if you want to put it this way, like, sure, maybe you could mod your switch. Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could just make an edit out of this, though. But all I'm going to say is that. I, I I know people from the competitive scene that at least wants to switch up the music when they want to, especially to like you know when they have it out to do um out for like let's say like what MSM or fucking Evo and stuff like that. I know that's not possible now with the fucking pandemic though, but I know people that just like wants to like you know tune up the fucking music that's already in the game and shit though, but like I said, I digress.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I think when we debate the topic, I think our debate really comes from is this inclusion good? But there's just some things that even you and I can agree with and that just aren't debatable when it comes to, like, just what you include with the character. It was really lacking, like, outside of just the character being, you know, Sora. Like, stage is great, but song list, not even a remix? Like, that's pretty crazy because I was sort of expecting, like, some sort of remix, or, like, maybe an extra inclusion of songs, you know, something just to kind of keep it fresh and unique, but, like, you know, a lot of people remember Kingdom Hearts from, you know, partially one, yeah, I think a lot of people remember it from that, but, like, two is another really big one, and, like, I think that really pushed the series hard, because that was, like, the least Disney of all of the games, or, I don't know, I would actually say... The first one is the most Disney of all the games, because it's the first one. But then after that, it kind of became, like, its own thing. But, yeah, the content for, like, songs, and even spirits, I would say, is lacking. I'm really sad we're not seeing, like, any organization members. Because I would have loved to have seen, like, you know, Zemnis for, like, the final... Or not Xemnas, um, Xehanort for, like, the final spirit to fight, or, like, Xemnas to be like the second to last and then obviously you have your friends too but I was kind of hoping for some more content but yeah you know (laughs) it happens I feel like that's what is going to happen when you add a character as controversial as Sora like you can only include so much like I feel like so much of the energy was exhausted into just getting him period and finding the rights to include him
0: I can imagine, because like I said, like, you know, Square and Disney, they're really stingy about that. Like I said, Dragon Quest, they definitely were not stingy about it, though. But Cloud, I feel like that was the test run. And then Sephiroth, I I don't even know what to say about that. I feel like they did that just for the fuck of it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. That feels like a, oh, hey, why the fuck not? But I will say something of this as well. Like, I'm not surprised that... That Sora is not only in the game, but I'm surprised that there are four Square Enix characters into this game. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most stingiest fucking companies when it comes to property rights and license licenses. They allow four characters, and that's just a stretch. Yeah. So, but, like I said, um... Uh, it's gonna be hard for me to be playing this game, though. But I better enjoy this game before October 18th hits, uh, because I I know my ass damn well it's going. I'm gonna be making uh, a special a special dedicated video after October 18th, beating every Sora's main I see out there in my timeline. And this is and th- again, this is my biggest concern. And I, I and I I will be quite frank and blunt about this. The Smash community and the Kingdom Hearts community integrated now because of Sora's inclusion is probably one of the worst things that's ever happened now. (laughs) Shit. I I do not want to say that. If people want to make them go like, oh, well, there's Persona. Trust me, I know my kind. I know my kind when I've been there. And all I'm going to say is that Persona, it's it's different. You're not wrong. I'm not saying I disagree with you. But I know my people quite well. Or should I say my the people that I exiled myself away from. It is yeah. one of the worst things that has happened. And all I must say is that I am not going to be surprised if I see something on Twitter. But you didn't hear that from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think in regards to like your stuff going on, I think I think you do have your reasons for thinking that, but I really don't think this is the worst inclusion because there is a lot of impact from his inclusion in the game and also like as i mentioned before it breaks boundaries and i think that's what you want for a dlc character so in my regard i'm not gonna say it's the best but it's definitely one of them to call it the worst i would literally put like or minman in the worst because it's so lacking and they're just kind of there like they these are characters that should have just been like in the original roster that's, That's my argument uh, when it comes that, to that.
0: that. Okay, I'm not going to cap on that one. You're right on that.
1: <laughs> like, disregard my hate for Byleth and Min Min. Like, the way those characters are made and where they come from, that should have just been, like, original roster. I would not be mad if they were revealed for the original roster. I wouldn't be mad because I wouldn't have to pay for them. But, you know, in your case... That was kind
0: of weird, Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's like in your case, you know, part of the payment on the second DLC pack is Sora. So I can imagine, but like, I don't know. Okay,
0: now that you say that, there is something that I actually, this, uh, this did not come into my mind until you said that. There's something that actually bothers me. If you're making that argument, there's something that I actually do agree with you on. Because guess what? A lot of people like that actually could be said for the character that could have potentially be in, which is Waluigi and if yeah. that's the case it's just like dog why do you want to pay for that when he should have been the original roster he's a trophy and such you know
1: exactly
0: I uh, that i am 100 with you on and uh, uh, like say what you will about like smash 4 if we go by that logic about lucas not being in smash 4 mewtwo not being in smash 4 but we had to pay for it roy as well okay well i mean sure you could say that though but it's just like here's the thing Sac- like smash 4 and smash ultimate they're completely different Smash 4, at that time period, at that era, it was a much, much more difficult time. Because, especially getting their characters back, because obviously Sakurai has expressed time after time of how hard it is to get these characters back. Even Snake from Metal Gear Solid coming back, that was like, that's like a fever dream right there. Yes. So it's just like, you know, but again, people still paid for it because again, we didn't, we didn't like, especially at that time period, we didn't think Smash Ultimate was going to be a thing. We didn't think that all these characters are going to come back into the same universe. Plus with all these random outlandish DLC characters that none of us would ever expect in, well, for the time that we've been a fan of the series. So I would not go as so far to saying that you should compare the two that way. Because those are two, like, we are, those are two different type eras. So, that's all I can really say about that, though. But, you know, when it comes to Byleth and to, what the fuck was, oh, yeah, Min Min. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hate to say that, uh, that, that is true. And I get it. When it comes to Violet, because of development process and stuff like that, all that time frame. I, I can I barely somewhat understand that. Min, however, was has been out before Smash Ultimate has been out. So I, I have no fucking idea why that just became a thing. But <laughs> I, I, I guess Nintendo decided to budge in for that one. Maybe, unless this was a Sakurai pick. We don't know which was a Sakurai pick, and we don't know which one was a Nintendo pick. That's like something that we can't just get a direct confirmation unless we ask ourselves if we get that get it from them. But you know.
1: Right. And also, bear in mind, bringing this up now, Fighter Pass 1 is $25, and then 2 is $30. So, not only that, you then have to pay for online. So, if you want to play as some of your favorite characters that are in the DLC, you're going to be spending more than $20. So, my thought process is like, the characters that are going to be added are characters that are going to have to be either controversial or people shit that people really wanted or stuff from like, you know, other, um, you know, other titles that are not Nintendo. So that's why I bring up characters like Byleth and Min Min. Like those two characters should have straight up not been in the past. They should have just been in the OG game and those two slots could have gone to, you know, maybe Spyro could have gotten in the game if those two had not occupied it. And then I know there was the whole rumor when Overwatch went on the Switch and then something happened and it was taken off. Or I'm not entirely sure what happened to that. But apparently, and this is a rumor, Tracer was rumored for Smash but then got replaced with Byleth because of the whole, like, controversial stuff that was happening around that. So, I don't know if that was entirely true or not. I kind of don't believe it personally. But if it is true, then, like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, we were robbed of a potentially cool, another, like, not cool character, but another, like crazy character to add what like him or not because i do not like tracer but that would have been crazy if she got in
0: uh okay here's the thing i will say there is one character that could have probably almost had that outlandish reaction this is unrealistic because obviously as to the me conf- uh, fighter kid deconfirmed it but i feel like this the, the the better way besides fire that could have ended it off was a devil may cry character i would have been happy with yes. that now that's a better pick for me but the reason why i didn't say that is because it's already been deconfirmed. but if we didn't know that if that was not a reality a better pick a much much more better pick dante or nero or virgil give me that instead.
1: <laughs> yes i agree that is something i agree with too when we're not consider like if you take out of the equation like deconfirmed characters i do think i cannot fucking believe dante didn't get in man like his reveal would have been really stylistic. It would have been super dope. He would have had a really, really cool move set. And I think overall, like, if we do compare it between Sora and Dante, like Dante was the better pick. But because he got deconfirmed, you know, you, you have to go down the list.
0: Yep. And so put you in the here, here, here we, here we are with this timeline that I did not want to be part of, though. But uh listen, for for dear friends. Are at least some people that I have at least an ounce that I actually somewhat care about. Believe me, I am at least struggling, trying to be happy for you. I know this is <laughs> out of my character that I am not you I usually do not shit on people's happiness in terms of their interests. But let me just tell you something. I just want you to understand this. I come. Oh God, I, I really have to say this out loud. I come from a place from hurt. At least just try to understand that when I say that aloud. I come from a place from hurt. Not because of the reveal, but everything that came with it. I yeah. understand that much from that degree. I just need you to understand that. If if any of those things did not happen, all I'm gonna say is that I probably would have had a better taste in my mouth that this happened to uh, what what happened today. But we're not in that timeline right now. We're not and I'm gonna to be too busy showing the legendary shit of what this character would have hoped to achieve, but fails. So, pardon me for you know backtracking that a little bit, but like I said, <laughs> that that that's just where I'm coming from. Just knowing my yeah. character, this is not this is not something that I do, and I'm gonna hope this is the first and last time this happens. Because like like I said, I do not, let's just say this for example, I do not, I love Joker from Persona 5, you know, and you all know my love for, for Persona 5 Royal, Strikers, all that shit. I don't want to experience the same thing again to where the characters I just played, they just don't age well. That's my whole thing to when I go with this logic. I want characters to age well. I don't want them to not age well. I don't want them to be looking like trash cans on the screen and I just can't look at them the same anymore. Because like I said, I've invested so much time into this. I don't- I don't want to be that one person anymore. I don't. (laughs) It has not been a fun ride for me since 2019 or 2020. I don't know when Kino RC released, but it was around that time frame to when this all started. And especially how much I had to look back at everything and the reason why I had to step myself away from it. I want, and believe me, trust me. What I said today has probably been like the most... unfiltered I've ever been. And I don't want that. And this is the reason why! This is the reason why I keep myself shut, because if I say stuff like this... I, I, I mean, obviously, for whoever's listening that happens to be in disagreement with me, you know why I shut up. But, like I said, this is not just for the fuck of it. I have my own reasons for it, unfortunately. But, I uh, uh, over time, I'm go- I'm gonna accept that this is a thing. Uh, honestly, that's how I was for the past couple weeks because I knew deep down that this was gonna happen. I just did not want to accept that. But. I will go through that process again over time, that this has happened, this is now a reality, this is what we're working with. But, like I said, just don't expect me to play nice, because I have with this series for over 10 years, and this is where I was led to. But, <clears throat> but like I said, you know, ultimately, I-, I will say that, for like I said, for those that I care about, great for you. For those that I don't care about... I literally hope your character gets shit on in the competitive scene. And I literally hope that the commentators <laughs> out there say like, wow, I guess Sora will never be that good in Smash or he'll just never beat this character or that character. And I promise you, with those patches, even with the pa- like, again, I don't know if we're going to have patches after this character, but those patches that, that could come into the future, he will never, ever, and I mean ever, would be better than these legend char- legendary characters. Joker, Sephiroth, Cloud, you got
1: me fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to bring up just like as a quick backtrack. Because I know we debated like pretty much. Our main focus was like, was this a good inclusion? And I want to iterate this just so, you know, you know, and as well as the audience, you cannot argue with personal background, right? Like I know of your past and I know like it has harmed you in that way, which is why I do give credit where it's due because. You really just can't shit on someone from personal experience. Like, if something is, you know, brings back, like, bad memories and it's related to said character or, you know, X, Y, and Z, like, you really, you can't debate that. Like, you just have to say that's fair and move on because, you know, you're not in their shoes. You don't know what they experienced. So from that perspective, like, I think that is totally fair and you have every right to be mad, like, truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) but my my complaint at first which is what we debated was like you know why it's the worst pick or why it's not controversial like that's pretty much what our debate was so just know that for people at home do not argue with personal fucking background shit because you do not know what some people might have gone through from you know certain hints of you know some of their favorite shit like you know let's say A favorite artist of yours collaborates with someone that you dislike heavily. You know, I can imagine, like, you will start to have an opinion about it and your biases will come out, which is not bad at all, but they will come out. You know what I mean? That's the same thing that goes with this. A game that you really like features a character that you were hoping wouldn't come through. Like, if for personal reason it happens, you know, that's your personal feelings. But you are allowed to argue, you know, is it impactful on the game is this like one of the best reveals is it not like you can argue that but like keep you know don't argue personal experience that's the sum up
0: um yeah no like like i said for everybody like that's pretty much the best way because like as much as i want to say this i want to say most of the things that has happened allowed on uh uh to the public but it's best that it's just stayed to where it belongs but the like i said i have said this before though but i want to i want to stress this again Kingdom Hearts Community integrated with the Smash Community, I worry for its future. That's all I'm going to leave it at, because that's like I said, I, I know people, and especially what's happened with the Smash Community, I I, I know skeletons. <laughs> so <sighs> that 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 is my only thing. Uh, take that as you will, but like I said, this, this is me that's just try to move on from it, though, but because of this the only really reason why I say this was because of what everyone wants to hear from us today so i just want you to understand that that is the only thing that i am saying aloud and i am not saying this ever again so whatever all this kingdom hearts hate train that i'm saying all this right now that is for sure gonna be the last time you're gonna see this from me because i just want to move away from it that's <laughs> i've stressed this enough to the public but i think i need to stress this again because a lot of people actually like genuinely believe that i actually wanted this character Please disassociate me from that series from the from the game. I actually don't want any connection to it because there are many other things that try to have a connection to me and I I just want to stay away from it. That's all I'm respectfully asking at this point. Regardless of how you feel about what I just said today. That that's Preach. all I ask. So yep. just associate me with Ruby or Persona 5 or whatever. <laughs> But if I see you, but if I see you on that battlefield, you best know that I I am going to, I'm going to run those hands. But like I said, that's all I'm going (laughs) to say.
1: Right. Yeah. Preach that. But I (laughs) guess on a lighter note, if you want, just kind of like reflecting on, because this is the end of Smash Ultimate. Like. Yes. That's wild. You know, when I was in, like, I think I was out of town when Ultimate at the time was not named. It was named Smash for Switch was confirmed and announced like i really did not know what to expect for the franchise moving forward you know it's already crazy enough that like we got hyped that all the characters returned and then we got all of these dlc characters with it like Mm. and we've been around for a while through different patches through different moments in competition through different parts in like the content creation realm like this game has evolved in so many ways that i didn't think it could and, like, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty content with it. It's one of the most ambitious video games out there right now, and I don't know if we'll see anything like this again. And I'm kind of sad it's ending, because, like, you know, I loved looking forward to, like, new character reveals. It's always hype. There's always something to talk about. And then l- looking at the reactions and memes afterwards, like, that is a feeling I missed when Smash 4 ended. So the fact that I knew that was going to be starting back up again was, you know, that got me excited, but damn, we're really at the end now.
0: Can we talk about that? Actually, I'm a little bit, uh, I actually want to say this aloud too, because that, that was something that I said like right before, like the reveal video was running, but yeah. this is the end of Smash Ultimate. Uh, this is kind of quite impactful because here's the thing that I need to address to everybody There was a tweet from Sakurai 15 minutes before the video ran. Um, He said that this is not only the last DLC character to be revealed, but this is the final fighter presentation video that he's doing. Now, that could be interpreted in many other ways, but do we know this is the last Smash game? Do we know this is like the last of the Smash? I can't tell you that. But from that wording, from that tweet, and basically for the articles that we've been seeing as of recently... I think Sakurai is now finally going to do what he was supposed to do a long, long time ago, which is to finally be taking that vacation, that break that he deserves, that he needed. Because he worked his ass off for this game. He didn't have to do any of this. And I hope people understand the gravity. Like, not only the gravity for this character to be revealed, but the gravity of the efforts that were put behind it just to appease us. Or a certain yes. region of the fandoms and all those things. This is kind of big. And I and I, here's the thing. Like, I feel like if there's another Smash game, Sakurai won't have much part into it. Just, that's only to my speculation. A small degree of it based on the stuff that I've been reading from his Twitter account. And for the insinuations that were made onto that video. Now, will it happen again? I don't know. Because sometimes... I mean, again, l- lies were made. But... I feel like because of the way of how it ended, and especially this is the last Smash Ultimate character, and especially of how much they were putting together for this forty-minute direct video or fifty-minute or to an hour, I feel like because again we're not going to get this opportunity again. So, if you're a fan for some of these games and such, I like I suggest you at least give some type of representation and some type of love to the char- uh, to the character and to the game series that you enjoy. Just at least to, like give out the message to Sakurai that. He at least did a good job with this, whether if we, if we like it or not. He did put effort into this. So much effort that a lot of people would not even believe. But it's there. If it's not the way how you want it, then I, I mean, again, that's your opinion. I, I mean, I can't argue with that. But a, a lot of things were respected into this because at least like that man is very kind. He's not asking for a lot. I just feel like that there should be some type of respect that should be paid off to him just because of how much this was been done and put all together. And I honestly, in my in my case, I don't want to see another Smash game after this. Unless this could happen again. But I feel like this is this should be it. This should be we should be done.
1: Yeah. Like piggybacking off of that, dude, whether people like some of the characters they added or not, or you know, they don't like any sort of representation that was added you cannot undermine Sakurai's involvement and efforts he put into this game because like Edo stated he didn't have to do any of this he could have just ended on smash 4 and said oh perfect that kind of just like you know fucked up the series now I'm gone like he could have just ended on a sour note and just made people play smash 4 but because he wanted to fulfill I think Iwata had said something to him right or was it someone else Saying like he wanted one more game with all the characters and a bunch of stuff happening. Like he fulfilled those wishes. And I think he did an excellent job. Like I know this is a lot of effort. There's so much fucking content in this game. There's like 80 plus fighters. Or like 100 plus stages. Thousands of spirits. Thousands of different character representation. A lot of work put into the behind the scenes. And while the online experience is not exactly the greatest, we do have online in some form, and I can only respect that. And I just want to thank him, man. Like, Sakurai creating the Smash series and also just creating Ultimate Period has brought me closer together to people. It's also helped me create content for it and kind of realize a lot of things about myself that I didn't get to understand until I got into this community and also, like, meeting new friends. And it means a lot that I've That i was able to live through until the end of it like i really do hope he takes that retirement i know in a recent interview with um like one of the head creators for tekken i forgot his name but he did an interview with him and he did mention that he feels like he doesn't want to retire because he sort of enjoys working or that he feels like he has to do it if i remember correctly And to me, it just kind of sucks to hear that because I know there's like a whole different culture when it comes to work ethic. And I think for him, working all the time is what probably makes him feel content. And to that, I say that's fine. But man, all the bullshit he's had to go through to get everything into the game and like please people or just add things that he wanted to add, make the experience good. Like we're never going to see a fighter game like this again there's a reason why smash got so big with ultimate because it did something that no other game could do which was create the biggest crossover in any video game of all time whether it's fighting a game or not this game is insane and i think it fulfilled its potential that sakurai was trying to fulfill
0: oh yeah Definitely, I, it it does pay me the fact that like you know he also has stated time after time that like he feels some type of pressure into this and like you know anytime that like, he wants to enjoy like another series, like like there was like there was a time that he mentioned like oh yeah like you know I'm playing a game on the PS5 and stuff with like that and people are already speculating like dude oh my it's not God, yeah. it's not always a, like can he not enjoy he's like he's just another player like any of us
1: yeah I know that is. I want to mention one more thing it was I think his name was Katsuhiro Harada that was the uh creative director for Tekken for Tekken or just pretty much the main guy behind it but now going back to that point like that is such a shame to hear and I think I've I think we've all pretty much picked up on that um even before he said it but like the fact that he can't just post things like you know posting a ps5 without getting some sort of like smash theorist going crazy in his mentions or like mentioning a game he likes without people thinking it's the next smash character is really sad and i think you know he's pretty much been silent for the most part throughout development of the smash games and i think that's why that picture was kind of created for him due to his deafening silence before ultimate i think it's really hard for him to be open about things that he likes and talk about his interests and passion without people speculating it's a smash related thing like he could talk about like his favorite car or you know talk about his liking for cars or food or whatever and people will think it's going to be in smash or people think it's going to be like his next project and that just sucks because people just associate him as the smash guy and they only see him for news rather than him being a an individual and i think that's such a shame because sakurai seems like to me like a really funny enjoyable person to be around he has a lot of interests that go outside of just game developing and he likes talking about different things and the fact that he feels the need to live his life in secrecy hurts me because god I cannot imagine being him especially in this climate like going out in public like you're a celebrity but for the wrong reason you know
0: yeah you said it right and game
1: development too I just want to add game development too is not really like a big it's not a big thing I want to iterate that like if you compare like someone like the Kardashians to a game developer or like a politician to a game developer or a local artist or just someone to a game developer they're not supposed to be big because they're not marketed to be big and that's you know granted the industry's fault but like game developers really are just admired and appreciated from like a background stance which kind of does suck in some sense because I think they deserve way more credit than they get but you know culturally that's how it's ran like we just kind of know the developer name and then move on we never think about like the work that's being put behind it and like who really created everything we just think about what's in the presentation like your favorite character and whatnot so that's that's all I wanted to bring up but yeah
0: yeah uh yeah no I, I, I do worry about like what his uh the future's gonna look like for Sakurai. I, I just if I hear Sakurai again, which 9 times out of 10 we most likely will, I just hope it's no longer Smash related. Just at least he's doing okay. That's, Me too. That's all I want to hear because all I'm gonna say is that sometimes like when I hear about people's conditions, we don't find that out until months later. Sometimes even a year later we don't even know that. So, that that's all that I, I, I really am hoping to just to at least know that he's okay and such. He's been like, you know, Enjoying himself of whatever and such and if he's doing anything game development stay away from smash That's all I'm asking stay away from smash because smash is on a different type of field and he knows that and while that He does enjoy it. I think we've had enough We've had enough in terms of like, you know of everything that comes with it though If anything happens in the future, like I said it most likely might be Nintendo, but I just I hope I'm I don't want to be wrong in the future about that. So I agree um,
1: (sighs) like because when i see announcements now if it does come to the point where sakurai you know he doesn't end up retiring and still designs games you know i do hope he kind of picks up like past projects he's done or new things like you know i would love to see a sequel to kid icarus uprising because that game was very good in my opinion it was one of my favorite 3ds games to ever play and another thing i wanted to mention too is that you know sakurai comes from a culture where you know, people die from overworking. Like, there are statistics and numbers that are behind all that shit. And people have fucking died from overworking. Like, yep, they've risked their lives to just work extra hours in the office or extra hours to create something. Even going as far as, like, you know, not even eating for a whole day. Avoiding your main substance of food and beverages. Like, I it's hard to commend that because I really do take pride in self-care and like considering you know your own health but you know at the same time in a fucked up way you know i do commend that because like damn you worked the hours but at what cost that's why it's just so hard for me to grasp the concept of sakurai working on a game like this because i really don't want another smash game after this there's so much that was put into this game and I also just want to iterate as a final point. We're not, you know, forcing Sakurai to take up our suggestions or take other people's suggestions for that matter to, you know, say like, oh, you need to stop working like you could hurt yourself. These are just mere suggestions. We can't tell a person to to do one thing and not do the other because it's up to them. Exactly. But us as fans that really do like Sakurai and his work, whether we like, you know, the characters that he adds in the game or not we want to look after him and his health and we want to make sure that he's okay because we don't want another living legend dying before the age of 80. You know, like I would love to see him live a happy and prosper life, you know, away from game developing or, you know, doing something that makes him genuinely happy because I would, I like seeing that man smile. I've seen some interviews with him before and it's, it's really refreshing to watch him like enjoy himself and talk about his interests and hobbies with other creators and I hope one day he gets to live a life where he's always smiling and talking about his passions and interests with those on his vacation.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it, hey, it, it's best that like you know that he's at least treated it in a certain way, not because I mean again, like as he's stressed enough, it's like it's all about Smash. It's all about Smash. When you know there are times where he just wants to live it. Even it's it's conflicting feelings for him on that onto that matter. Um, but you know. Uh, we'll see as to how things go into the future of it, though, but, like, uh, actually, question for you. Uh, are you gonna be making a video with, like, the review of Sora and, like, the passion that's gonna come with it?
1: Like, on my channel, or? Here. Oh, like, am I gonna do, like, a post-release review?
0: Yeah, because we usually do that every time that, like, you know, Smash characters are revealed and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'm down for that. I think that one, like, this is like the main discussion I think we had because we got a lot of stuff covered and we talked a lot about a variety of different things so I think if we were to do a review character I don't think it'd be super long but I do think it's worth doing because you know I would love to go out with a bang and talk about the character or you know do x y and z if you don't want to do that that's fine because I I'll personally do that episode because you know I'm I'm indifferent about Smash, like with additions and whatnot, for the most part, but I'll see what's up with the characters, see what I think of them, X, Y, and Z, do I like the content? Um, and that can just be, you know, maybe that could be the last Smash podcast thing we do, which is wild.
0: Okay, I'll jump into that one, only because I need just, I just need something verified by that time frame, that's all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I mean, granted, if you want to do it, because I don't want to force you into it. I'm just making what? a suggestion, but it's up to you. It really is. If if you want me to do it, I will do it. If you want to be a part of it, you can be a part of it. I don't I don't want to force you mm. to do something that you're not going to like. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. Well, I respect. I mean, I, I appreciate that most then. Um, okay. Well, then, gentlemen, ladies, and temple or whatever, non-binaries, you know, you, person. Anyways, when it comes to Smash episodes, unless there's another Smash episode or they're like something that happens into the future in unforeseen circumstances, this is the last time that you will be hearing from me to talk about Smash, unless you just happen to pop around on my Twitch and we just happen to be uh, streaming the Smash tournaments because I still will continue on to that. Uh, I actually got questions about me still holding Smash tournaments even after this reveal. The question is, yes, that it is gonna happen, yes. Uh, I don't know how often they will be, there are still things that I had to work out in many details, because a lot of things are happening at once, but I still will be hosting Smash tournaments in the future, yes, that will be a thing. Um, well, when it comes to this podcast, uh, the review, that's all that's gonna go to Crunch, but he is gonna be doing me one favor when this pod- when that podcast episode is up. And that's and uh, I, 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 I'm going uh, to say that behind uh, behind the curtains because that's not for me to say, though. But all I'm going to say is that if you paid attention to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you know what I want to hear in that episode. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, I, I, I think that's all that I have to say everything about this character and to this reveal. How about you?
1: I think so, too. I mean, shit. It's really crazy that this is like the I mean potentially the last time we're going to talk about smash together and like I'll obviously send it off on the review tr- on the review episode as well but like <laughs> man I can't believe this game is like done I I didn't like grow up on smash because I didn't really start playing it like seriously until high school so I guess that technically does count but when I consider growing up I consider it like child to adult like, that, in my definition, is like growing up with the franchise. Like, for example, Pokemon. I grew up with Pokemon. I played it when I was like 9 or 10, and I still do to this day. Like, I play it at least once a year. If not, I play a bunch of the new games and whatnot. But for Smash, I literally got into it only because I went to a friend's birthday party, and I was very interested in the snake character, and then I saw Falcon because I really liked playing f And that's what got me into the game i didn't play melee before that i played maybe like a little bit but i only played f-0 gx at like either someone's house or is that like an event and i really liked it and that sparked (laughs) my interest in smash and i think for smash to motivate people to play the games that the characters are based off of or like to play the game and then be inspired to play smash is really cool and I've never seen anything like that happen before in a video game, especially with crossovers, because if you consider things like Mortal Kombat and Tekken and Soul Calibur, they've had their collaborations as well. But like nothing has had a bigger impact ever than Smash Ultimate. And for that, oh, yeah. I say thank you, Sakurai, for your hard work Yes. as well as your team. You've all done an incredible job, mm-hmm. whether people like, you know, people have their own opinions on the characters, but. I think you did an excellent job, and you deserve rest. And as a suggestion, please take it. I want to see you happy.
0: Me too. Uh, Honestly, like yeah, that's something I can get behind. Regardless of everything else that's come behind it, you've given very pleasant memories and something that we definitely are not going to forget in our lifetimes, which we are in depth to that. It's invaluable to us. It's amazing. I grew up Smash since Melee. Uh, that's how long I've been around for that time frame, and, you know, the fact that I, I've been invested into this just like that, it, it means the world, Re- regardless of how ha- happy I am or how, you know, not happy with I am about it. I mean, again, it's just one character, just, just you know, I'm dissatisfied with, though, but that doesn't matter, really. Uh, actually, yeah, that's something that you guys need to treat it to. Like, my, my dissatisfaction with a character, don't, do not let that get in the way of your happiness with a character. Just keep that in mind. But if that's your choice, if you want to hear me out on that, if not, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm, going to just go off and do my own thing. But regardless of everything aside, Sakurai, thank you. Bless you. And I hope whatever happens in your future, it's been nothing but joy and happiness and the well-deserved rest that you you earned. You earned from everything, basically. So, um, now. When it comes to, uh, we've said everything about this whole Smash uh, thing. So, now, the announcement. Yes, let's talk about that. Uh, so, obviously, today is October 5th, when this is being recorded. So, and this podcast episode is scheduled to be dropped on October 7th. Uh, so by this time, our... Royal Semblance 2021. The collection. The merchandise collection that I've been teasing for pretty much almost all the the entire year already. It is the biggest merchandise collection that I've ever done. Uh and I just want to give a huge shout out to the artists that helped me, uh, you know, that helped me put out to this. Uh I will be giving them uh credits onto the onto the Twitter account, uh, the Stone Connect Twitter account, just to show like, you know, which design they helped uh collaborating on to designing. Um but in regards to that, October 7th, which is pretty much I guess you could say into the future today It is officially out. However, when I say that it's out, it's only early access release. And that is for anyone that is a Twitch subscriber for my Twitch channel or Crunch's Twitch channel, which he goes by remote crunch onto his Twitch channel. Uh mm-hmm. if you when when does all the details will be worked out around by that time, though. But basically, uh, you should be receiving a link from either myself or Crunch to provide you to that link. Uh, it'll be early access for a short period of time. When the official release of the collection is out. I will talk about that ad- at a later date. But uh, what I'm going to tell you right now is that this early access is only going to last for a couple weeks. It's going to last from today to October 19th. It'll last for around from that time frame. But after that, that's over. You will hear an official, not from too long from now. You will hear from official notice as to when it will be out to the public. So, I will say this now. If you're a Twitch subscriber now, or if you sub at least around the time frame before the 19th, you will have the opportunity to purchase a merchandise before anybody does. So, that's something for you to keep in mind. Uh, And I hope you guys enjoy the collection because I pour my heart and soul into everything of it and uh especially for uh people that are, uh that are subscribers to crunch i'm pretty sure you will like these designs that i have put together with my team so i hope you guys will enjoy that and i don't know flex it onto the public or fucking you know twitter i don't fucking care something representation for storm connect we <laughs> but um but yeah nope other than that that will be all for everything that we have to say into this podcast episode if you're listening to this uh, podcast episode on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give it a five star rating review. Uh, and we are happy that we are back. We got a lot of episodes that we got cooked up, and we hope you guys look forward to the future of Storm Connect and especially to something new things that we're going to bring onto the table. We're really, really excited and very happy that we're back and stronger and better than before. So, this is Edo
1: Ninja. And this is Crunch.
0: And we will see you guys on the next Storm Connect podcast episode. Bye.
1: See you then.